it's the weird way like time kind of has that strange like because it feels like it, we've been doing this forever, right. but it also feels like we haven't been we haven't done shit yet. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So because we're happy, sad. I'm happy that I'm talking to my buddy, and I'm sad that I'm having to talk and be recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be. People are going to fucking eat this shit up, man. I know. It's just that same part of my body that's sad when I stub my toe or sad when a car is about to crush me. It's like, oh my God, something bad's about to happen. Oh, I was going (laughs) to say, like... Strange memories on this nervous night in the compound. Five months later, six... Seems like a lifetime, or at least a main era. The kind of peak that never comes again. The Compound Studios in late October was a very special time and place to be part of. Maybe it meant something, maybe not. But no explanation. No mix of words or shit posts or jokes can touch the sense of knowing that you were there and alive in that corner of time in the world. Whatever it meant. My central memory of that time seems to hang on one or five or maybe forty white claws. And the very early morning afterwards. There was a madness in any direction, at any hour. It didn't come across the internet or across the CNN desk. You could strike sparks anywhere. There was a fantastic universal sense that whatever we were doing was entertaining, fun. We had all the momentum. We were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave. So now, less than five months later, you can go up to that steep hill in the middle of the compound and look west. And with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark. The place where the whole interview broke and rolled back. Oh, Lord. Man, how long have we been going at this point? We are like an hour and 15 in, but I still have so much more I could actually fucking say to you at this point. You know why? Because we're having a great time because you're fucking badass. Best interview ever. It really fucking is. You have no idea. Um, let's see. Hang on. I'm going to look at your fucking thing here and see if I can... Whoa. Really? <laughs> Please show it to me. <laughs> um, okay. Here's what we haven't talked about yet. Mother so, of God. you have a uh, you have a chaos magic study group, as it were. Right? Ah, yes, the fun topic. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, you you've given some personal opinions about that group to me. Yes, I have one of the most successful uh, chaos magic groups, and I hate it. <laughs> That's basically the duality yeah, that's the gist of, of it. my man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the du- <laughs> wait. You have a chaos magic group and you fucking hate it. Yes. What is some kind of sick yeah. joke? <clears throat> it's ridiculously popular and it's not how I wanted it to be. And nobody underststands that it was like a quirky experiment, and they think that it's my entire personality. I you gotta would, say, like, you would, how ugh. how could anyone think that that's your entire personality? There are people who have sent me curses in my email after I blocked them on Facebook. They found my email and sent me curses because they thought that was my entire personality. What the actual fuck? Like, you are one of the most multifaceted individuals I've ever met in my life. And I mean, I don't... Nobody, nobody gets that the rules group was just like to see what would happen if we did the opposite of the no rules group yeah like i'm not the rules guy i'm the fucking (laughs) i was the little skater punk guy yeah i'm throwing rocks through windows i'm a fun guy flipping off the yeah i'm not the rules guy i'm not the rules guy it was made in 
relation to, you know, CMG, right? You know, the fact that CMG was sort of at the time. It's not so much anymore. Yeah. But at the time, it was sort Which, of that was my understanding, too, because when I made it, I was very early into this. And I had a very early understanding of everything. I was a noob. So when I made it, it was the opposite of CMG because it was about civilized discourse and shit. And then as time went on, as it always does, you realize you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> when you had a thought and how dare you have a thought well, yeah when, there's plenty of serious discourse in cmg and there's plenty of fucking shit posting in my group you know like yeah it's not everything that black and white i will even say at the time it was a lot more just fucking free for all wild west shit posting and you oh, know, yeah. you were more likely if you asked a serious question in CMG to get like told like doxed. Yeah, <laughs> you get doxed. You get doxed. <laughs> you get doxed, and then you get sent a dick pic, and it's like this is magic. <laughs> Boom. Right, but so I well, I mean, you kind of answered the question, I suppose. But as far as trying to create civilized discourse about chaos magic, did you have any success? You think? I think I did, but at the same time, it's not what I thought it would be, which kind of goes back to be careful what you wish for. One of the things I've learned in this journey that is hating my own creations <laughs> is you need a little bit of uncivilized. That's what keeps people shut up who don't need to be talking. Yeah. When you're too civilized, you give people a platform that have just a bunch of fucking empty space between their ears. Yeah, and that, that goes back to the very beginning of the conversation that it's like, why should you care about chaos magic? Not all of you should. Some of you need to just go Some be, of you, I wish Some of die. you need to go yeah. somewhere else with this fucking shit. Please go get into football or something. I'm tired of you being into chaos magic. That's something we could probably, you know, uh, talk a little bit more about. Like, what... What do you think it is that like what are what's the what's the archetype of the person that shouldn't be into fucking chaos magic? Like why what are what's the big problem with people that you see and you go like, "Oh fuck, you just need to go do anything else. Go get into fucking go learn how to do card tricks. Go learn how to fucking work on cars. Don't fuck with magic." I think that's a two-parter. I don't have any single answers. Sorry. Uh, no, every answer fine. is a multi-part answer. But Part one is you shouldn't be into chaos magic if you are literally the fucking exact opposite of everything that is the definition of chaos magic. I see so many people saying, yeah, I'm a chaos magician and you have to do things a certain fucking way. And this, oh, by the way, let me share with you the objective truth that I have learned. Like <laughs> literally everything that chaos magic is about, they fucking somehow missed that memo. They... Don't believe in uh, DIY. They don't believe in innovation. They want you to use the traditional methods. Like, how? Why do you call yourself a chaos magician? Like, I get that a lot of there's a sentiment out there that anything is chaos magic, which I can also get into as one of my pet peeves. Like, everything is magic, but words have to mean something. Like, that's what we got going for us over most of the other animals on this rock. Words have to mean something for us to talk about shit. It has to mean something. Now, I'm not saying my definition is right and yours is wrong. Fucking, I understand that language evolves over time and the dictionary is playing catch up and it's like not this super strict thing. But 
For fuck's sake, it has to mean something. Not everything is magic. Not everything is chaos magic. That gets me to my other... I'm going to just go right into my other pet peeve. People say every, anything is chaos magic. Anything can be chaos magic. It doesn't mean everything is chaos magic. If I go to church every Sunday and pray to baby Jesus because it's my temporary paradigm to get results and I'm experimenting with this new thing that is not normally what I believe to see if it works or not, it's chaos magic. If I go to church every Sunday and pray to baby Jesus because that's what my daddy did and that's what my granddaddy did and that's what my great-granddaddy did, it's not fucking chaos magic. So people... I don't know. People need to pick their words better when they say everything is chaos magic. Everything can be chaos magic. You see a guy riding the bike down the road, he could just be riding a bike, or he could be doing chaos magic. You don't know, because it's fucking context matters. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree with that. When I when I had my moment and I came back to the magic community after being like, this is all bullshit and none of this fucking works because I had a bad time or whatever, mm-hmm. Um. The, the big thing that I came back with was a very staunch belief. And it's, that's the problem with what I just said there, right? But it's a very, a very hardcore belief that people's individual conceived beliefs aren't what's making chaos magic, quote unquote, work, right? And, and it's it's only because I subsumed the problem in a bigger kind of context, right? Where it became, oh, it's not just what I... If I walk around telling myself that I believe something every fucking day, that it's that's what I actually believe. That it's that we have deeper beliefs, or rather, a deeper... You know, I, I've used the word background just because I've been around Herbert Dreyfus's fucking Heidegger shit for so long, right? But there's a deeper background of how we actually operate. And that's why I argue with people all the time about being like, you're not a fucking, you're not a spooky wizard, dude. You're just a fucking, you're literally just every other scientific materialist modern person with a fancier fucking layer on top where you can rationalize all your shit. The big big thing I think is that when people get into chaos magic and try to just tell themselves that anything is chaos magic. Everything. It's because really they just... read it in a post once. Yeah, or, exactly. Like, there's no thought that goes into a statement like that. It's the stupidest thing in the world. What separates you from anyone if everything is everything? Right, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's kind of a, a greater reflection of like the sort of um people would use the say like oh it's postmodernism and that's the term that like the right wing people get really fucking up in arms about you know like oh it's all postmodernism they're saying that the morals aren't real and there's no objective reality rah, 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 rah. which is really just a fucking excuse to be mad about the fact that people don't believe in judeo christian morality anymore that's really what they want to say like they they come up with a great philosophical term like postmodernism but what they really mean is that like people don't think that nuclear families are good anymore and they don't want to be- go to church on sundays <laughs> like that's really what they're railing against but it, it is sort of that idea of like when people get so detached from what language is actually trying to express not cuz we can we can argue about definitions that's an easy thing. That's what took me from being the guy that you met that just <laughs> argued with motherfuckers on the internet to like trying to have real discussions with people is I just started asking people, okay. We're the same guy, by the way. 
We are. I we, argue with people on the internet more than anyone I know. I know, but <laughs> that's why I love you. <laughs> Again, if, if we didn't ha- if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And uh-huh. I would literally go do undo anything in my past right now to make sure this conversation happened. But that being said, like, because if you just start asking people, okay, what do you actually mean by X? Like, in fact, even today I had that conversation or yesterday because it's past midnight now. But where because someone made a comment about um, ego and I was like, well, okay, what's the ego? What do you actually mean when you're saying ego? Because I can. That's one of the classic ones because. Well, yeah. People say it all the time. Like you have an ego, like you think you're hot shit. And it's like, no, the ego is a sense of self. So it's like, are you talking about the clinical definition or the common parlance? And that's exactly where it went. It's funny to think about the fact that like ego was not a word that was just in the the Western lexicon at the time. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a word that people used. Like people didn't know what the fuck that meant when it first, you know, got used. It was like a very serious, like clinical definition. You know, when Freud was talking about the ego, it was a very different thing than the way we use ego now, just because it's become so permeated. But, you know, if I started asking, you know, like I said, you start asking people what they actually mean, and you can quibble about definitions and get to what we're actually talking about. But when people will actively just to say that, like, it doesn't matter what I actually mean by this word anymore, because nothing fucking means anything... <laughs> There's no actual, like you said, like I can sit here and just come up with whatever definition I need for the moment. It's sophistry, I guess. What I think most of these people, when they have these kind of conversations devolve into is that what they want is to be right. That's all it's really about. Right. And they will come up with any fucking mental gymnastics. And it doesn't matter what the fuck you're actually trying to talk about. Because they'll just come up with whatever fucking reason or rationale they need with whatever word you fucking use. To be to get to the point that they can say that nothing fucking actually means anything, and I'm right because I'm saying that nothing fucking means anything. Yeah, people get so into semantics. Yeah, that's my least favorite kind of post when some asshole comes on and he's like, "I was thinking about it the other day, and if you go far enough into chaos, it's order." <laughs> and I'm like. Who fucking cares? Bro, that's just two labels. If you go into one label, it's another label. Like, literally doesn't fucking matter what you label. The word just is a fucking label for a concept. Do what you're doing. And then people do the same thing with, like, invocation and evocation. Because half the people in the fucking world think that they're the opposite ones. Doesn't fucking matter. Absolutely meaningless. The What you're actually doing is what matters. What the fucking label is on it. Doesn't matter. I can't think of a more fucking boring conversation than what is chaos? That's what you get on Facebook groups. They're like, huh, what is chaos? I think if you have enough chaos, it's actually order. I think chaos is the opposite of order. Ooh, hot take. I think that if you go far enough down chaos, it becomes order and then it becomes chaos again. And yeah. then blah, 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 blah. And it's like you're literally just fucking bro. Do something. Go right. do. Go get a result. Go fucking do a practice. Stop just talking about definitions. Because if you just switch to another language, they're all different. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine if most chaos spoke more than one language? They're just labels. They're I mean, just words. Fact, go do the thing. That's the problem too. If they if they spoke more than one language, right? They would just argue about different fucking definitions <laughs> with different languages. Right. That's all it would turn into. Yeah. 
the long and short of, I guess, what this conversation has turned into is for all the listeners, go do something. Go do Please. something. Please. Please. Anything. It's coming from a guy who wanted to practice motionless and motionlessness <laughs> and breathing for nine months before he did something. Go fucking do something. Literally fucking anything. Because at least I was doing motionlessness. Like, right. I wasn't doing nothing. Don't just fucking read about it and argue about it. Go fucking do it. Well, actually, you know what? Here's, here's a good thing because, again, I will fight up and down with literally anyone online and True. anyone who fucking he hears this goddamn thing. I will fucking come to your house with a goddamn golf club and go to your fucking kneecaps about this. He killed me. <laughs> Matt is probably one of the fucking best goddamn magicians I know. Hands fucking down. He really fucking is. So, if you have any advice for anyone doing fucking magic right now, aside from just fucking do something, what would you want to tell them? Oh, fuck. That's like one of those hard questions because there's so many different answers. I have so much advice. Use a sock before you join CMG. You'll get docs. <laughs> That's not like, where I yeah. thought that was going to go. No. <laughs> Use a sock before you do essential. <laughs> Here's one. Read a fucking book. <laughs> do not get your information from what your buddy Bob said on the group, on the Facebook group. Do not get your information from a fucking meme. Yes, I understand before you attack me for fucking saying Libra Null's the Bible and Peter Carroll's Jesus. I understand the book is not the end. But you should at least read the fucking book. It's not the end-all be-all, but go read a fucking book. And if you don't have time or interest enough to read a book, go get into football. Because, yeah, I'm not no, saying you got to pour ass. over books fucking eight hours a day no, or anything. dead ass. But if you are too lazy or... As someone who fucking did a goddamn study group on Lieber Dole, it is not that fucking hard to read yeah it is not that long of a book and i don't just say that as someone that like goes ham over fucking philosophy books that are actually complicated and hard and shit to read but i mean it it is not hard it is no harder it is no harder than fucking harry potter or 50 shades of gray to read and it's a billion times more fucking helpful even if you don't even if you come out of reading lieber Knoll being like I don't think magic's actually real, and I don't think any of this shit actually works. Your life will be significantly better yes. just having read that than reading goddamn fucking, yeah. you know, Percy Jackson and the fucking cock thief for the billionth time. Yeah, or at least your if your conclusion is that magic's not real and it's stupid, at least that will come from have having actually learned something about it instead right. of fucking heard it through the grapevine. Because let me tell you, the grapevine is full of stupid assholes. I've met a lot of them running a group. He's in a room with them right now. <laughs> I banned a bunch of them. <laughs> Which okay. gets me called a Nazi. <laughs> I gotta ask now. What was the dumbest fucking thing that someone tried to post in your group? Oh, Jesus Christ. A lot of it is just, God help me, I don't mean to shame anyone's artwork. But some of it is just people will post this thing that's like the Charlie Day conspiracy meme where it's like, blah, 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 and they're like, it's a stick man and a fucking this and a symbol. And it's like, I'm sure that meant a lot to you. 
but you're not explaining it to us, so it doesn't mean anything to us. It just looks like something a fucking two-year-old drew. Yeah, okay. And you're, were you on acid when you drew that, and it made a lot of sense? Because it doesn't... I'm not on acid right now, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> looks like you drew... Looks like you're posting your children's artwork and asking everyone to join your religion over it because you think it's the deepest thing you've ever seen. A lot of the stupidest ones are just these weird squiggles and shit that they're like, fucking just blew my mind. This is the deepest fucking thing I've ever... This is... This is going to solve all humanity's problems. This fucking stick man is standing next to this stick man and there's a fucking star in between him. It doesn't know. mean anything to anyone who's not on the drugs you're on. I don't know if you're on Reddit or anything like that, but there was this page that someone was like, I, I work in a mental asylum and someone <laughs> shared this and I saw it go fucking literally everywhere in like every magic group I was in. Even the ones yes. that were like, this is not a, like the, you yeah. know, the ones that are like dedicated to like PGM or like fucking, you know, golden dawn shit and stuff like that. And it's literally just like all the basic fucking like magic, um, stars and shit like that you know like there's the eight point star and the seven point star and stuff and then just like random math equations and then just the most random fucking things about like it looks smart right yeah exactly look how smart this looks <laughs> and that is so reductive of fucking mental asylums too right because like of course everyone is goes there like of course there's someone in a mental asylum would be super into magic and you'd find something like that. And there'd be someone in a mental asylum who's perfectly into like poetry and you'd find that. And there's someone in a mental asylum who likes to draw uh, portrait art and you'd find that. Like, it doesn't mean that the two are fucking inherently linked or anything. You'll find anything there because literally everyone has problems from time to time and we're not just this caricature of a crazy person. Right. Well, I think there's a certain romanticism about like mental health and magic, right? Ugh. You know, especially someone that like dealt with mental health issues while they were being a magician. You know, I think both of us have, right? You know, yeah. there's. Yeah. I I can I mean I I'm more than willing to say that there's no correlation to bad mental health <laughs> and being good at magic. There is not. In fact, getting away from magic helped me with my mental health more than anything. Granted, I did it by oh, fucking up out. really bad with magic <laughs> and then being like, all right, I'm going to go read some philosophy. And then that brought me back to magic. But at the same time, like, there's not, like, there's no, I think it's sort of the same thing as, like, the tortured artist kind of idea, right? Yeah, it's almost like an H.P. Lovecraft thing where it's like, ooh, madness equals something supernatural. And it's like, no. No. Not so much. Yeah, maybe you just need <laughs> some therapy and some medication, possibly. Yeah. Isn't that doesn't that insult your fucking intelligence right now that you <laughs> to think that, you know, hey, maybe I'm not a super spooky fucking awesome wizard. Maybe I just really need some help for the moment. Yeah. You said that recently too. You said something about how I think it was in it might have been in the Benjamin interview. Love Benjamin, by the way. Where sometimes the answer to your mental health problem is not magic. In fact, sometimes just going to therapy would work a lot better than magic. Oh yeah, that was in the pot because yeah. I was talking about back to the I want to throw a fireball fucking thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We were talking about you know um if you want to get rich, there's easier ways than doing magic for it. That actually comes from a uh, Christopher oh, yeah. Hyatt. If you know Christopher Hyatt or not. So anyway, I looked up a therapist and signed up. So like that, Aww. literally 
had an effect on my oh, life. Oh, that's wonderful. Your podcast. I mean. So now I got a therapist. Yeah. How's it going? Is it good? Um, they haven't returned my message yet. So still really early in the process. Oh, okay. But well, like, it's a thing that the ball is rolling on. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll. It was last a, night. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I will dish a little bit of myself here. Um, I had some, uh, some very big issues that legal issues when I was um, in fucking middle school, of all things. Oh, shit. But, yeah, I like, thrown out of school and all sorts of shit. There's a court case and all kind of bullshit, right? Um, but part of uh, the end of it was I had to go see a counselor for a while. Mm. And at the time, I was like, this was dumb shit and I didn't need to do it. But in hindsight, that might have been one of the most formative and helpful experiences in my life. Oh, nice. Even down to the point that, like, I had a girlfriend that I was really fucking into... And I was just like, I really, I loved this woman with all my heart. And I was going to do everything to be with her for the rest of my life. I was third fucking teen. You know right. I mean? Like every 13 year right. old. And he just looked at me at one point when I said this stuff. And he's like, you know, you might. Because it was like, her <laughs> you might hate her tomorrow. After, after all this shit, might hurt. Like her parents hate me and they don't want me to date her and they don't want to see her. And he looked at me and said, you should just find another girlfriend. You know this isn't going to happen, right? Like, you know, like, this is not a good idea. You should probably just give up on this. And I was like, oh. no, I'm going to fucking do it. But in hindsight, having gone through all the bullshit, I was like, you know, that was probably some of the best advice I've gotten in my life. Oh, yeah. And he was like very... If only there was a way to harness raw power of how you feel when you have a crush when you're a teenager. That's like the most powerful feeling in the world. It really is. I have three albums that I recorded when I was a child <laughs> that are kind of a testament to that. And they're terrible albums, obviously, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at the time. And I was like, this is, you know, we had the conversation about like, oh, how'd you get into all the audio stuff and everything? And it's like, well, trial and error, mostly, by being like, I'm going to plug a rock band microphone into my USB and record a whole album. That's how but, I learned everything I know, too. I mean, trial and error. I mean, well, again, in the, in the spirit of chaos magic. That's how you fucking learn. Fuck around. Find out. I think more than anything, the biggest thing you can learn from having those kind of deep, hardcore emotions, right, is that if you make something your whole goddamn world, if you really focus on the important thing, quote unquote, you can make ridiculous goddamn things happen. Because I was an incredibly shy unassuming little boy and I went to this girl's school uh, mom her mom worked at a school and I went to her fucking school and talked to her and asked her like hey can I please still date your daughter <laughs> even though I have just been thrown out of school and I have a court case oh and goodness. she let me because I was like she's like you know what you literally walked like a mile and a half up to the school and you know it's like you clearly care about my daughter I guess that's awesome. You know, that's what I'm getting at, though. Like, you know, the point isn't what I did because that was a terrible idea. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just listened to the counselor, <laughs> right, gotten right. another girlfriend. But you when know, you like, go the extra mile, though, right, you get and, the result. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's back to the chaos magic thing. If you if you really fucking believe this shit, if you make this this thing that will probably seem insignificant to them the vast majority of the population and be like, this is the fucking thing I have to do. You can get results that are well beyond reason and any other normal fucking facet of reality, right? Yep. Ugh. 
Well, holy fuck. We've gone for well over 100 minutes. So. I can do this all day. I know you could. And Captain America. Bl- bl- <laughs> you guys don't know what Matt looks like either, too. The best part is that Matt is totally like. If I had to, if I if I had to pick one of my friends and be like, this is probably the closest to fucking Captain America. This is the, Matt is the one I would pick. The man is gorgeous and he's tall and he's you're gorgeous great fucking and you're gorgeous. just as tall. I, <laughs> he's just trying to cover for himself. He's like, no, I don't want him to know my height. They'll dox me. <laughs> um, they're, they're but everywhere. with that. I think we have to move on to the final segment of all our interviews. And everyone knows exactly what it is. It's our wonderful, wonderful segment. Questions from the nuts. Oh, yes. Uh, he loves it. He's love so it. fucking happy about it. I, You know, I just was remarking yesterday that I don't deal with enough nuts. So <laughs> I would love to have a direct line of commun- communication between the nuts and myself. You do realize if you went... To like all of your various social medias and just said that is also what I look like. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking adorable! I'm sorry, Matt just showed me a photo of a young, his younger self, and holy hell, he was fucking beautiful, uh, the cutest little girl. <laughs> I there I was when I looked like a stick insect. <laughs> I wish I had online available photos of myself because you just be like, oh my god, it's a blip. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, I'm just going to go down the list here, and you feel free to answer them as you see fit. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. Well, we kind of answered this one already, but I'll go ahead and do it just in... Normally, I would skim over this one, but we've had such a long conversation, I don't even know what the fuck we (laughs) talked about at this point. So, what's their take on magic as spicy psychology versus supernatural debate? Um, Indistinguishable. Moot question. Spicy psychology affects the world. Uh, the only thing we know is through spicy psychology, because we, everything is filtered through our own senses. We're just fucking brains in a jar. See, I can't. Ar- I'm, I'm gonna argue about Heidegger in a minute. <laughs> but no. But but me and Matt have at least agreed on the sentiment that no matter what model you pick, it's like you know people get really like, oh yeah, it's just psychology. But, you know, it's like psychology, the metaphysics behind psychology is just as spooky as anything fucking else. So you might as well go for it. That brings up another pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Which is so weird because I have so few pet peeves. (laughs) Nothing in the world pisses me off. (laughs) But, see, the way I look at chaos magic, I'm like, yes, I could do this one specific thing through psych. Or I could do it with spirit. Or I could do it with energy. Or I could do, you know. And... There are people walking around out there that say, well, no, if it has to do with ghosts, you use spirit. And if it has to do with your the way you think about something, you use psych. And then once you start down that road, it's fucking dogma all the way down. It's okay. There's rules for when you're supposed to use which model, which means... There's fucking rules, and you're supposed to do it this exact way, and you're supposed to follow the rules, and then it's not even chaos magic anymore. Nope, then you've just created dogma with extra steps. I posit that you should be able to conduct an exorcism with spirit model, with energy model, with psych model, with uh, information model. You should be able to do any fucking magical practice with any of those models. 
Yeah, I mean, that's my whole bag about why I rant at people about phenomenology all the time, right? It's like, if, because if we're talking, if we if we just want to explain specific phenomena, we can go like, you know, we can just, all we can do is say what the phenomena actually is. <clears throat> and that's a hard enough thing to deal with. But if you want to get into explaining the phenomena, you'd be like, oh, like, is, hey, do we, do what model do we use to best use it? It's like, no, you fucking pick a model and then, then you make the phenomena intelligible. All yeah. you can talk, if you don't want to pick a fucking model for what it is, all you can say is what's actually fucking happening. And if you want to, like I said, if you go anywhere else with that, if you try to tell me that the only way you can explain a phenomena is with a certain fucking model, you're wrong. Yeah. You're not doing chaos yeah. magic. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. That's the way I feel. Yeah. And I've gotten in fights with a lot of people over that. Well, you know, again, I, I, I've i said it before. I'll say it again. Fucking, I, I got the fucking golf club. I will come for some knees for you. <laughs> All right. So let's see what else we got. Oh, this is a great fucking question. Fuck. What do you do when your magic fails? Or does it ever fail? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. So far, it has not failed. Never? It You've is. never had, like, a failure? Because it's always a work in progress. That's because what I, that's what I was gonna say. What I do when it fails is try again, or double down, or fucking try a different way, or try another different way, or try doing more mundane work to go along with it. Or you don't just stop, and that's how anyone gets anything. You were talking about how did you teach yourself to do web design when you didn't graduate high school, and I'm talking to you about how the fuck did you just teach yourself all this about audio work and levels and sound systems just because you played the guitar when you were 13. I know a million 13-year-olds who played the guitar and they don't know how to fucking work audio equipment like this because some people fucking just keep going. There's this weird fire inside them and they pick themselves up and they dust themselves off and say, I'm going to try again until I fucking get it right. And that's why my magic always works because I won't stop until it does. Yep. You know, Not I because it was fucking good magic. It could fucking fail horrendously, the worst failure you've ever seen. But I'll try again until it doesn't. Fucking um, Samuel Beckett, because I always have quotes for things. Samuel Beckett, um, learn how to fail and learn how to fail better. That's all it fucking comes down to. Yeah. I, I knew that was going to be your fucking answer the minute I read that question, and that's why I wanted to fucking ask it more than anything, because, you know, you want to talk about giving advice to people doing magic? That's what they need to hear. It's like, when yeah. you, what, what do you do when you fail? You fucking... You succeed. Keep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all you fucking do. We don't do any that's in this room all we do is fucking win. Yes. We we that's all we fucking do. You only lose when you quit. That's why and someone had to explain it to me. I don't know if it's because I'm fucking recently autistic or what, but like I for the longest that was my gripe and then someone pointed out not everyone can do that, bro. That's good, a little bit of a you thing. Like not everyone has that inside them to keep trying forever. Like their spirit gets crushed. And they die inside, and they stop trying. <laughs> but yeah, literally just fucking go like the Energizer Bunny, and you'll get whatever the fuck you want. And it sounds stupid and corny like a cliche, because your parents told you that when they tucked you in at night and said, Oh, if you try hard enough, you could accomplish anything. But literally, fucking don't quit. Even if you never get there, you'll get further than you would have if you quit. You know, that's the, um, that's the, one, that's the one line about, like, capitalist bullshit that i really get behind is that you know especially especially in like the left and i i 
you know, and, and the right has its own fucking issues. Like, don't get me started on that. But I criticize the left because I'm a fucking leftist and I, you know, it's always the do better. You know, you, yeah. I love you guys, so do better. Yeah. He, I love, You're making I me look bad. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. You're making me fucking look like an asshole. How am I supposed to go argue with fucking Nazis when you guys are sitting here crying about shit? But it's, you know, it's everyone uses the fact that the world is an incredibly unjust, exploitative place not to do anything. I get it. The world's an incredibly unfair place. And the thing that you know, leftists in particular don't want to hear is that the world's always going to be an unfair place. It's never going to be a paradise. It's never going to be the world where everyone gets everything they fucking deserve. And that's not an excuse not to do things. That's not an excuse not to fucking put in 100 fucking percent of your goddamn effort into doing the things that you actually care about in this world. Especially in the context of chaos magic. Because you should be able to mentally gymnastics that into the reason to do something. Right. The fact that something seems impossible should not be a deterrent. Yeah. In the slightest. Okay, on to the next one. Ooh, this is from one of my favorite fucking people that's going to get interviewed later. (laughs) And they know who they are, so. Do you think in pictures, hear a narrative, think in physical senses, what's going on in there? Absolutely. I mentioned before, I think that I'm hyper fantasia. I don't know if we were rolling then, but hy- no, we were. I would- hyper fantasia, like opposite of aphantasia. I see things. I can picture things really well. I can have conversations in my head that are two or three people, four people deep. All the senses. I can p- imagine smells. I can imagine sounds. I can very, very rich internal world which sometimes extends, you know, so far into fantasy that it's like I'm thinking about shit that doesn't even exist or places or, you know, completely fictional things or characters I've just made up in my head that live on worlds that I just made up in my head. And I can picture things really well in my head. Very visual, very all senses. This, is, this isn't a question from the nuts, but because I was talking to good old Ricky Baker one of our favorite fucking people between the two of us. Ricky. Ricky. Um, and I asked, I asked them about dreams. <clears throat> and I want to ask you, just because I'm curious, given your um, you know, hyper uh, fantasia here, what are your dreams like? I have all kinds of different dreams. And fun fact, I've never been good at controlling them. So I've heard some people can go do whatever they want in their dreams. Some people can be very lucid in their dreams. Some people can go get shit done, take care of business. And they have this whole dream altar where they go do their dream magic. And it's like, woohoo, eight hours sleep is eight extra hours to do magic. I have no control over my dreams, but they're very vivid. And they're all over the board from like, okay, this is a dream about me being stuck in another country. Okay, in this dream, I'm not even me. I'm someone else. Okay, in this dream, it's black and white. Okay, in this dream, we're all cartoons. Okay, in this dream, you know, it's like things aren't even, don't even follow the same laws of physics we have here. It's super fucking weird. So my dreams are like very, very all over the board in that, in that regard. They're not just like, what am I doing today? Oh, it's Matt walking down the street. Oh, and then tomorrow night I'm going to dream Matt was on a roller coaster. It's, it's not even always Matt. I'm someone else. I'm somewhere else. I'm in a different time. There's some weird inception shit sometime where I'm in the dream that I'm having a dream or, you know, whatever. Very all over the board. You don't have any kind of recurring themes in your dreams at all? Uh, Not really. 
I mean, sometimes it seems like there's conflict, but like, that's welcome oh, to this plane of reality. Conflict. That's a reoccurring thing everywhere. Oh, man, there's, there's things that are in opposition. <laughs> Holy right. fuck. It's like a, it's like there's a deeper meaning in here. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to ask just because I was curious about that because um, I'm a, you know, as far as dreaming else, I'm, I'm a Lacanian. So like I have this weird sort of. Freudian post thing. I don't know what that means, but maybe it means what I'm about to say. I have a pet peeve about dream analysis. Ooh. And that it's generally formulaic, and I don't think people fit into formulas. So, like, if you have a book that says if you dream about fucking snakes, it means money is coming your way. Why? Dude, that's maybe to you it does, but maybe to me it means this, and maybe to him it means that. And that is exactly what got me away from fucking Jungian analysis because specifically alchemy, like Jung's whole theory of alchemy was like complete and utter bullshit to me because I, you know, again, I tried to apply it to my dreams and it didn't make any goddamn sense. And you know what? In fact, I, 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 you know, I've been having a great time here, so I'm going to lay it all out there. Do it. I had I have some peculiar sexuality sort of things in my life and I never understood them and that's what got me into <laughs> Jesus anyway <laughs> but yeah but that's what got me really into um like Freudian analysis and then later Jungian analysis because I was trying to understand my own you know internal psyche especially in relation to libido and stuff and it never made any goddamn sense because you know again i went to freud and freud just told me like all it is is you want to have sex with your mother and i was like i don't think that's the answer bro i'm sorry and then young started trying to give me answers about like oh well there's a deeper spiritual meaning to all this i'm like i don't think that's true either and it didn't make any sense until i finally heard this guy named um kai hammerstein Hmm. give a give a lecture on um, the psychic um, structures in Lacan. And it made perfect sense. It was like, oh, fuck, I kind of get this. Of course, later, after reading too much bullshit philosophy, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have arguments with Lacan still. But as far as dream analysis goes, it made a lot more sense to me because it turned into, it turned from having specific ideas of like, oh, like, this is what this means, and this is what it means, too. It's like, none of this means fucking anything specific. You can't, I can't just tell you a goddamn dream and get an answer about what it is. It has to yeah. do with your, it's an incredibly internal, um, individual kind of experience. Yeah, yeah, you can't just look, what does dreaming about snakes mean? You gotta look at, what does a snake even mean to you, like, right. first? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's we, so funny because I had weird sex stuff and then I'm like, I was completely hung up on the psychology of that also where I was like, why though? Why, <laughs> why does this leads, turn me on? Holy fuck. Why does, How what, did I get yeah, here? What leads to this? What is the reason? Yeah. yeah. I wonder um, how many people get into psychology for exactly that. I, I mean, I, again, we, we already made the comment about gross generalizations of people, but I would venture that 90% of people get into psychology just to figure out why the hell they're getting an erection at something. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Thank God. We've been talking so long, and I don't want to stop. It's Dude, hard. it's been over two hours. This is the longest one I've had yet. 
and I I would keep talking to you. Oh. Well, okay. Here, I'll I'll give you the opportunity to say this one just because it's from Ben, and we love Ben. We love Ben. We love Ben. I'd love to know once and for all how magic works. I feel like we ran over this one like 75 times. But if you want to just tell them how magic works because it's Ben, go for it. Um, We don't know. But also, uh, step one, subconscious. Step two, question marks. Step three, profit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck right. How do you pronounce S-A-M-H-A-I-N? I'm sorry, you have to... Yeah, I will show you. S a m h a i n. You know who it's from already. Oh, okay. Well, if it's if you're going to their concert, it's Sam Hain. <laughs> but if you're going to the their bonfire, it's Sawin. I believe is the golden rule. No, it's Sui. We figured that. Oh, you don't know. Sui. <laughs> I I'll just go ahead and spoil the Halloween episode <clears throat> for you. That's what happens. We fucking because I ruined I mean, a whole word for Halloween. Yeah, we ruined it. <laughs> we literally because because there's an article about how to celebrate it, and I mentioned that like I actually didn't know how to pronounce it properly because I just seen it written so many times. And she's like, "Well, how do people pronounce it?" And she's like, "Because I always heard it was Sawin." It's not like, Sawin, really. Well, that's what she said. You know? Fuck. So, but I was, so then it just turned into like, you know, fucking, you, cause I, I mispronounce it like five more times and I go like, suey, and then <laughs> suey. Yep. That's so. the correct, that's the one. Yep. And then by the end of it, I'm just, by the time the episode comes out, I'm just going to edit in somebody going suey. Every time I say <laughs> it, it's going to be fucking great. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Real quick. I have to ask you, cause you would know pentagram Sam. That's just Will Moore, right? I don't know. How do you not know? The only thing I know for sure is that Will Moore is Christine Baker. No. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. It's so funny and I have to edit it out. But god damn it. No, you can leave it in because I'll follow up by saying Will Moore is not Christine Baker. (laughs) No, well, I I don't know if you saw it, but I said I'm Christine Baker and Will Moore and Pantagram Sam and Joey Farr. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't even know that I've seen them, so I might have blocked them years ago and forgotten. In my, I'm ninety percent sure it's Will Moore because Will, only Will Moore has like those shitty memes with the terrible fonts. Mm. Well, correct. Mm, I don't know. Great memes yeah. with the <laughs> shitty fonts, actually. Um, but okay, they ask, ask them how to extinguish twin flames, and if it leaves a rash. Jesus Christ! This is just a pet peeve episode. <laughs> Do you have a problem with twin flames? I have a problem with lots of things that don't exist. <laughs> I have a problem with leprechauns. I have a problem with unicorns. I have a problem with dragons. <laughs> what is it about the twin flame concept that really fucking gets you then? Just the idea of it and should be self-evidently dumb on the face of it. Right. It's like God. Like... You would have to be raised in that to believe it. And if you weren't, which not a lot of people who believe in twin flame, how did you get there? How did you get to the place that you're in if on the face of it it's stupid? Have you ever met another person? (laughs) Have you ever experienced what they're like? They weren't meant for you. So soulmates probably pisses you off too then, huh? It's the same thing. It's just a new agey... It's so mean, it's. I'm oh. telling you, there's one person out there that's gonna make it's your not whole life even. Okay. See the the 
thing that gets me is they're going to think that I'm saying this for the wrong reason. They're going to think this guy hates the idea of love or something oh, like right. No, the the reason it's stupid is cuz it's a lot of work. Like have you ever been in a relationship? It's nothing was meant to be. You have to make it fucking be. Oh god, right? Yeah, right? It doesn't right. just you're not going to meet one person where it's And I mean as evidence of that, everyone who I've met who does believe in twin flames say that they're a fucking nightmare. So Words have to mean something. Again, are they, how can they be perfect for you and a fucking nightmare at the same time? Oh, they're my twin flame. It's okay that they sold my fucking car for crack money. Right? Right. No, nothing's meant to be. If you want something to be, you have to go out there and mean it to be. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, you're married. You have children. You know, like, let's be honest. Everything is hard. It's incredibly hard. Again, I have a, I've, I've, <clears throat> I've been a long-term relationship with a person that I fucking love, and every goddamn day, honestly, there's a struggle where I have to be like, I fucking love this person, <laughs> so I'm gonna do what I think is fucking right in that situation. You can't just be like, oh. Well, we're meant to be together. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Fuck no. Right. The minute you decide that like everything's going to be fine in a relationship is the minute that fucking shit goes completely fucking south. Yeah. Twin flames is like, I don't know, translation. I'm so in love. I can't see any of his flaws. (laughs) Or you know, whatever. No, it's even worse than that. It's, I've decided that this is the person that I'm going to put all my effort into. Yeah. And, I'm not going to put that much effort. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just too, I don't know. It's one of those things where exhaust mundane options first kind of thing. Maybe you should just work on having a good relationship. Maybe you should just get a Tinder profile. Saying they're twin flames or it's in God's hands or it's in love's bell or Aphrodite. Maybe you should just (laughs) fucking be considerate to them. And put some work into the thing. Maybe just treat them like a human being yeah. and deal with your own fucking problems. Yeah. yeah. Maybe don't come home drunk at four in the morning and puke on the fucking floor and be like, oh, you know, well, we're twin flames, so she'll deal with it. Unless that's her fetish. <laughs> then you have to. Then you have to. Yeah. That's the only Puke on the floor. Relationships. Yes. <laughs> okay. Even if you aren't even in the mood to puke right then. <laughs> Make it happen, Cap. <laughs> oh my God, I fucking love you. I have, you have no idea. Okay. Uh, I feel like an- another stronger. question from the lovely uh, Ricky Baker. <laughs> if it came down to a wizard battle between Freud and Young, who would win and why? Between Freud and Young, I would say Young would win because if they were battling, his book is about this like eight eight and a half feet by four feet wide and he could just bludgeon his opponent with the fucking book. Have you seen the red book? Oh God. It's as big as this couch I'm sitting on. That's the problem. He would just take all, he he wouldn't even need the red book. He would take all the black books and just drop them on him immediately. The red book is so fucking big. I had to get a different kind of bookshelf. Like the real one with all the art and shit? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's enormous. You yeah. need a special reading thing to hold it, to read it. 
Yeah. That's the. You look like a fucking insane person if you try to hold this in front. Can you imagine holding this on like the subway? You're like, la da da. I just like to pretend that I'm tiny by holding a big book. Everyone look at me with my comically big book. Looks like a fucking clown. It's a clown book. It's as big as the world. So yeah, he would win the wizard's battle because he could just f- fucking gentle breeze could hit that book and it would crush his opponent when it fell over. Oh man, you think civilization and its discontents is big? <laughs> fucking wait till the red book. He's just gonna close it on you. He's not even gonna fucking turn to a page. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the, so the official CMN it's answer. So big. Porn meme. <laughs> The official CMN answer <clears throat> as Lacanians is that uh, Young would win, but then Lacan would come in with the chair. Hmm. Fair. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so, ooh, okay. Here's oh. an interesting one. I love how good all these are. Right. Bro, when I asked for questions for Johnny D. Ferris interview, it was like, how big is your wiener? I'm like, come on, guys. It's a fucking interview. I mean, well, how big is your wiener? It's like eight and a half. Of really trying. Eight normally. <laughs> but the, no, no, see, everyone asks about length, but we're talking about the, the real question people need to ask is girth. I mean, it's proportionate. It's not like a big weird needle. <laughs> it's not like a cheese wheel? I don't know that I've ever measured the girth. <laughs> but it's not, yeah, it's You've not like. You've clearly never had a chastity device then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, chastity man. device is my rampant unpopularity in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I have a my attitude joke. is my chastity. I have a device. terrible joke to do here, but I, I no one else is gonna find it funny, but I find it funny because I was around band kids when I was in fucking high school. I was a band kid. Were you? What'd you play? Trombone. Trombone. Why did I ask that? I knew that intuitively. <laughs> You can just tell. I mean, it's like better than astrology. <laughs> That's a fucking saxophone no. guy. You're a fucking trumpet. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I got to ask you then. What what instrument did I play then? <sighs> Percussion? No, it was trumpet. Oh. But I was only in band for one year. Well, see, I decided like I'm going to go play the guitar. Oh, see, that's why. You're yeah. not a real trumpet, you're a guitar. Yeah, exactly. You're, you had a guitar rising, and your <laughs> trumpet was in your sixth house. <laughs> oh my fucking god. No, see, that's the new thing you're going to have on your fucking, on, on the Trinary app. <laughs> what band kid were you? Oh my god. Oh, okay. you know what? I should get with uh, Pokemancer and put some Pokemancy on there. Yes! Why do oh. I not have Poke? Oh, because I get sued by Pokemon, probably. I mean, yeah, but... I don't know why that just popped in my yeah, head as I mean, things well, I should put on there. You're right. Nintendo is pretty lawsuit happy. Mm. You know what you could do, because they're actually gotten really lax on copyright stuff, is you could do, like, a Sega thing. You could just be like, which Sonic the Hedgehog? Mm. You could just be like, you know, are you are you a, a, a Knuckles? Are you a, a, a Tails? You know what's annoying? What? As a content creator... I can, like, work my ass off on something like Trinary, and it won't get as many clicks as, like, take this quiz to find out what Sonic Hedgehog character you are. I mean, yeah. Like, but that's the why point. are people drawn to stupid and no way from smart? I don't understand. Well, okay, here, we're going to go 
We're going to go completely away from uh, the questions from the nuts here, but I, I, I'm curious because we already talked about uh, magic and fiction, right? <clears throat> yeah. But pop culture as magic, right? Like, what What do you think is the, 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 the drive that brings us to pop culture? How does that relate to magic, per se? Because, you know, especially, like, you know, people like Grant Morrison, who we've already talked about on the show, and, you know, I will... I will Still stand by what I said. Luda sucks, but um, you know people like Grant Morrison, and you know even earlier in Chaos Magic, people were really big into like, oh, I'm gonna fucking invoke Superman as a you know as a solar archetype. Um, like what what really drives people in pop culture to what what drives them towards those sorts of ideas, and why does that how does that relate back to magic? You think? I can only speak for myself on that because I don't know what draws anybody else to it. But the way I look at things is very, and a lot of things, not just this, but like time marches on in a way. You have to take into consider consideration like what was pop culture when the Greek pantheon was mainstream? The Greek pantheon! <laughs> <laughs> so why are we still talking about that and not... Also the present. And when you emulate, and it goes back to the whole traditional thing and the, the fucking people pissing me off saying you have to hand draw your sigils because apps don't work or whatever. It's like, no, the things that you're fetishizing as being what works are what was cutting edge, state of the art, when they wrote it down. And you're looking at an old book. So the question becomes like relativism like uh, okay are you being like them and are you doing what they do to exactly do what they do or are you being like them and doing what they do by doing what's cutting edge and what's state of the art now instead of back when they wrote that and that goes back to like everything people unless you're doing a cave painting a pencil is technology it came off of a fucking assembly line a pen is photoshop is all the way up to app People say, no, you have to do it by hand. Well, what's by hand? It's a fucking Bic pen. Have you ever tried to write with a quill? It's really fucking hard. You're holding a state-of-the-art Bic fucking pen. Well, again, someone yeah. had to go and fucking get that goddamn quill and make it <laughs> your right. Someone had to make the fucking ink. Yeah. As someone <clears throat> with a very particular view about what, quote-unquote, technology is, because, mm -hmm. to rant about Heidegger again, because goddamn, you know, Final Fantasy VII is the shit. <laughs> um, I mean, it really is. It, I mean, fucking... Red 13, fucking had me in tears with his father real quick do, then i'll go into my bit about technology who's your favorite final fantasy 7 character probably red 13 yeah that's pretty good shit red's fucking awesome i love the fact that he was the best character anyway objectively and <laughs> <laughs> i also love the fact that they were able to do that and he was like a literally a fucking dog like which i've always been like why aren't there more I mean, not like I'm a furry or anything, but like, why are games so formulaic where you're always a human? Why can't you play a game where you're a fucking dog and you go do dog shit? And they have some of that now where you're a cat, I think, or something, or you're a fish. And oh, you go you're talking about fish. Stray, yeah. Yeah. But for so long, it's like, oh, look how creative we are. You're in space now and yeah. you're in the medieval times well, now. It's you like, know, I, I hate to do this, <laughs> but I can talk about Heidegger in both of those instances, right? <laughs> fucking humanism is rampant in our world that's all we fucking talk about is fucking humanism and the problem with humanism is ultimately that when you come up with an idea about what it is to be quote-unquote human you naturally exclude something and i think humans 
or correction. I think beings, quote unquote, <clears throat> are have enough of a multiplicity that there's no way you can define what it is to be human, quote unquote, without excluding someone or excluding at least some way that there are. And that's again, that's totally why it's been why RPGs have this sort of bend. Like you, you never play as a fucking cat. You never play as a yeah. dog. You never play as something that's not human at least in a certain kind of way, it's naturally kind of an exclusionary process. They want it to be something that you can quote-unquote relate to. But you have no fucking idea. I might totally relate to just being a goddamn dog. You don't know me. <laughs> right? There's that guy who went on a vacation by being a goat for six weeks or whatever, and he got his goat suit and ate grass in the Alps. But the way you're looking at me, you haven't seen that. I haven't, but that's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, he, he was in the news or whatever because he got this special suit made where he could walk on all fours because our, our limbs aren't the right ratio to do that. And he just fucking hung out with a bunch of goats and he ate grass. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> could he digest the grass properly? I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably just happy to be eating grass. <laughs> anyway, um, on to my rant about technology, right? Uh -huh. Technology isn't about whether or not it was made by human hands or developed in a, you know, like a productive kind of way or an industrial kind of way. Technology is about in framing. It's about the way technology works is that it's, and I'm, I'm too fucking drunk to explain this properly. <laughs> you hear You're not drunk enough. Knows, but the, the way technology works is about taking being the world as it exists and making it stand reserved as uh, Heidegger puts it. Basically, the idea is that you can take everything that exists and just formulate it into a way that it's like, oh, this exists so I can use it to do something. Mm. In that sort of sense, chaos magic is sort of like a very complex, interesting way of technological and framing, right? Yeah. Which is part of my big critique of it because I... As someone whose big thing is meaning, I, I can rant about meaning forever, but in the most basic sense, meaning is intelligibility. Meaning is being able to understand something in a way, being able to take something that if you just looked at it as like, quote unquote, objective kind of way, it would be completely meaningless and give it like a meaning, make it make sense in a sort of way. That's sort of my big critique of chaos magic is that I feel like it's ultimately trying to just turn everything into, well, what can I do with it? That's a problem for me in the way, because I've only, my, my big thing about the world is trying to make it meaningful. If we look at chaos magic as what the fuck can I do with everything around me? It falls back onto, oh, well, I'm just trying to get things. I'm just trying, you know, and I don't want to turn people into magical consumers, as it were. Right, right. right. Interesting, fun fact. Um, I got into Chaos Magic mainly because of the left hand. What can you do for me lately? And I found it really was true that if you go far enough down the left path, you end up on the right path. Like, right. I got into right hand path magic via the journey I went on down the left hand path. And yeah, I mean, and that's sort of my, my big thing, I think, is that ultimately, <sighs> I don't want to make big grandiose statements here, but I will say that 
as far as I understand morals, as far as I understand ethics, as far as I understand greater purpose in the world, it's not about having a objective standard or something specific you can point at and be like, this is the purpose. This is what we're doing. It's about the journey towards that. Cornell West has this quote about how you never reach capital T truth. Hmm. It's all about it's you know it's a Sisyphean journey towards truth. And that's sort of how I feel about ethics. That's how I feel about justice. That's how I feel about all these sort of things. The what keeps me at chaos magic is the fact that we don't have a better answer. Hmm. And I don't know if we're ever gonna have a better answer and until we <clears throat> do i'm gonna stay a fucking chaos magician because if we don't if we if we look at the world with some sort of a, you know dogma of this is what you should do even as far as just magic like this is what magic is supposed to be for you're only going to leave yourself with some sort of exclusionary area right it's only going to end up with you saying that you know, I shouldn't do X because of Y and completely forgetting about Z, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Cool. I think what you said you don't like that about Chaos Magic is there, there's no, like, meaning. that For me, that's a feature instead of a bug. I love that about it. That there's no meaning? Yeah. Because, hmm. like, I don't... What's a good way to explain it? Say you join a cult. And they say the world's going to end on January the 1st. And then you wake up on January 2nd and the world hasn't ended. Kind of takes the allure and the mystique out of the whole thing, right? Right. So if there was a meaning, it would eventually get proved wrong, I think. Like most, I mean, that's the whole the shit part about dogma is you eventually prove it wrong. Like it's, it can't be true because it's not. Nothing is. So the fact that it's more like a like a gun or a stick or a screwdriver where it's like the the meaning is on the individual. It can be great if you use it or it could be bad if I use it or if you use it to do something good. So your morals and your own personal code still come into play. It's not good or bad. It's, you know, you can use it to do good or you can use it to do bad. It's more of a, a method. That's what makes it work for me. Because if it had a meaning... I would find out six years from now that the meaning is wrong and then I would have to stop doing it. So it's kind of a marketing thing too. I feel like it's hard to quit chaos magic the way they laid it out so broadly. Like even if I said, fuck this, I'm going to go become a Christian. I couldn't help see that as I'm paradigm shifting and fuck, I'm still doing chaos magic. Like <laughs> Everyone, I hope you realize that Matt just solved a fucking issue for me <laughs> right here. You're welcome. Right on the fucking right <laughs> fucking interview because I have a I have a whole thing about equipment, right? Like mm -hmm. that's a sort of Heideggerian idea, right? That the way we deal with the world is as equipment, quote unquote. Um, you know, you you the whole of the the world exists as a totality of relation between things and entities and objects, as it were. You know, object isn't the word that Heidegger would use, but you know, just for the simplicity's sake here, the floor appears and reveals itself as something to walk. The door reveals itself as something to open. And 
honestly, what Matt just showed me was that chaos magic sort of the same way. It's like it's chaos magic isn't a place to look for meaning in the sense of a final answer to all of life's problems, but chaos magic appears as something that is something to use in the again the the Cornell West sort of pursuit of truth kind of idea. It's like, you know, will you find an answer by doing chaos magic? Probably not. But can you keep going in the pursuit of an answer? Definitely. Oh, man. I could fucking <laughs> cry right now. So I cry all the in, time. There's no shame in that. In, in, in order to get away from the horrifying existential <laughs> quandary that we've delved ourselves into here, another question from the nuts. Yes. Do you think it's possible that various expressions of demonic consciousness and their significant influence over occult literature are keeping practitioners bound by lower slash less functional expressions of our potential, such as a lack of individual liberty? I Do you want to read that? For I don't engage so in questions that come from the satanic panic. <laughs> so oh, also man. we would have accepted no <laughs> you know, I feel like this is a great question only because it's sort of laying out like what kind of fucking crazy shit you can get into if you start believing in certain fucking nonsense it's like yeah I mean it's a great case study is right. that what you mean <laughs> it's like where do you even want to begin with here like demonic consciousness like Fucking. First of all, if you think you know what that means, you're in the wrong line of fucking work. Right. Nothing says nothing is true. Like I know exactly how what demonic consciousness is and how it works, and I understand. No, you fucking don't. You're in some other kind of magic if you think you know how demonic consciousness works. Yeah, like what the? I mean, honestly, from a chaos magic perspective, what is the demon? Anything. Anything. Anything's a fucking demon. It's like, like, oh man, my boss is being an asshole to me. Yeah, it's because he's got a demon. Yeah, or it's because he's got a complex, or it's because he's got a fucking blockage, or it's because he's got a fucking glitch. Like, pick your model. Right, yeah. I mean, what, again, what the fuck is a demon in a chaos magic sense? Like, you can't come up with any fucking answer. Because to make a fucking demon, you have to have a fucking model that says something yeah. is demonic and something is not demonic. Right. Angelic. I feel like the question comes from a very Hollywood understanding of what a demon is. They're these evil bad guys who want to trick you into oh, turning yeah. away from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To simplify the question, I think what they're asking is sort of like... It was a long question. To be fair, whoever you are, I'm sorry, I may have... Yeah, we're not trying to insult you personally. I may have misunderstood your question. It was very long. What I think they're trying to get at is like, is there a certain subset of magical literature that's trying to keep people like closed off? I mean, you could arguably, you could say that's anything but chaos magic was kind of traditionally the thing right. that has the gates that need keeping. That's sort of the circle we've been going around in this whole fucking conversation, right? Is that anything but chaos magic will tell you certain answers for these kind of issues. Chaos magic is the only thing that's going to tell you that 
the only way you can find any sort of quote-unquote answer for anything is to just do it and see what happens. That's science, bro. Yeah, I mean, fucking do That's you? why I love it, because I fucking love science. <laughs> if you say anything is an objective truth, then, you know, what, 200 years ago, the Earth was flat was an objective truth. It will be fucking wrong on a long enough timeline. But if you say, I don't know... Ha, you're right. That's the only thing you can say that you'll be, always be right. Well, you know what? Here's my fucking, here's my big thing. You know, I, I wasn't going to get into it, but we talked about science enough that I have to fucking argue about it, right? Yes. I love so, arguing. So, this is my big anti-science thing where everyone tells me that I'm a fucking anti-masker and I fucking believe in all sorts of fucking terrible shit, right? I'll it's tell like, you that too. I, I know Before you I even know what it says. <laughs> but, so... Science has metaphysical presuppositions, right? Because the entire pursuit of science is the idea that you can separate what we experience, quote-unquote, from what the actual world is. Again, to, to bang back against Descartes, the reason we can have science is because we have the idea that there is a subjective entity in here that experiences the representations of the world. And if you go through the proper channels and processes, you can separate what is subjective from what is quote-unquote objective and external. There's a world outside of what we perceive and what we deal with that we can talk about. Too drunk to properly go through <laughs> channels here. But... The best way, though. I know, right? Well, I mean, the, the the best part about me being a little too drunk is that I'm willing to just be like, you know what? I don't, I can't explain this 100% properly, <laughs> but I need to talk to Matt about That's this. That's been the story of the show. There's been so many times that I'm thinking in my head, what what the fuck was I talking about? How did I, this related to what? What am I even talking about? <laughs> fuck, I've had too many white cloths. <laughs> I guess what I want to ask you that is that is is science just another fucking paradigm as far as you know like if we're talking about a chaos magic is science just another fucking paradigm it depends what you mean by science because there's different sciences there's science the ideal and the science the reality the ideal of science says we should go investigate bigfoot and we should go investigate ufos and we should go investigate um psychic phenomena and stuff but the reality is you'll get laughed out of science if you try to do any of those things too much maybe i mean right yeah right. like you know so there's like the phenomena yeah as for as it were what, what's that fucking dude's thing? do you know the guy that was like his whole bag was just like he's saying that i will give you like a fucking oh oh J randy 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 yeah. james randy james randy yeah like his whole bag was just being like <laughs> If yeah. you fucking think that they're psychic phenomena and you can prove it, I'll give you a shit ton of money. If you look at like what he apparently actually did, it's not quite so objective and scientific. He was totally willing to just be like, I don't fucking think that any of this shit is real, so fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, have ever, well, okay, I'll say this, and I don't mean this in a salty way. I know you've never read it yourself. But have I ever How ranted you? at you about Thomas Kuhn? Um, probably, but I just try to tune okay. you out. <laughs> That's the second time he's made that joke, and I'm still <laughs> laughing at it, folks. But okay, um, Kuhn had a book called The, S the Structure of Scientific Revolutions. Uh -huh. And Kuhn's whole theory 
in a drunken sense right now <laughs> was that science doesn't function by coming up with quote unquote truth. Science functions in the same way that chaos magic functions by creating paradigms. And then when the paradigms s- fail to um, substantially um, articulate phenomena and what's being studied, paradigms change. And that was this whole idea of like this shift between Newtonian, Euclidean geometry and like Newtonian physics and such. Yeah. And well, and Kuhn's big thing was that science wasn't about getting to truth. Science was about um, creating paradigms that allowed for um, predictive results, as it were. And how much of I, you know, I guess in the in the the spirit of talking shit about James Randi there, but it's like, how much <laughs> I of like science... James Randi. Really? Yeah, honestly. Even though, like you said, he was kind of like the the Grinch who stole magic. He's well, that mean... needs to be done in a certain because some of those people are just selling snake oil and shit, and you gotta at some point say, "All right, fucking prove it." Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, Yuri Geller can go fuck himself. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm with you there. I'm a huge fan of Houdini. And his one of his biggest things, I'm sure you know, was debunking spiritualists who were preying on fucking grieving survivors. Well, I mean, yeah. That's why, like, you know, when Houdini <clears throat> died, he was like, all right, fine. If there's fucking, like, a real... If there's an afterlife here, fucking, I will come back and tell you this shit. Go do the fucking Ouija board <laughs> nonsense for me when I'm dead. He had a secret password so that if a spiritualist said to his wife that, hey, I contacted him, she'd be like, what's the password? Oh, you didn't think we thought of that, did you? Yeah. Well, but I guess that's what I'm getting at here, too, is like this sort of, um, because, I mean, again, I'm not an anti-science person. In fact, like, one of my favorite things about, um, you know, Herbert Dreyfus when he was talking about Heidegger was that so many people think Heidegger is like an anti-science kind of person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, Heidegger's totally telling you that you can have science and you should have science. But, you know, but the reason for that is that Heidegger isn't concerned about what science is trying to tell you about the world. Heidegger's far more concerned about how we actually exist, quote-unquote, in the world. Which is, you know, why I think Heidegger and magic go fucking hand-in-hand. Because magic isn't about telling you the reason that I don't worry about whether science can disprove magic is because I'm not invested in whether there's a scientific solution for fucking magic. Yeah. You know, again, you could fucking tell me any goddamn rationale as to why this fucking shit works. I don't give a shit as long as it fucking works. But the big issue being that, like, it does... How far does science go before it turns back into just dogma, you know? I think it's always growing, and... So the the line of when it's dogma is always moving. Because today, you can't do magic. But 700 years from now, yeah, they may knows? be like, yeah, oh yeah, we figured that out 500 years ago. We know exactly how magic works. And it's right here on the fucking magicometer can measure it. Like, <laughs> the magicometer. <laughs> oh God. I've had too many good band names from what you've said now. <laughs> magicometer is going to definitely be in there. That's but, the Ghostbusters paradigm. That science and magic fucking hold hands, <laughs> and you can you can measure it, and that there is, if you are smart enough, there's no magic that you can't 
fit in the science box. Well, I mean, you know the Terry Pratchett quote, right? You know, that any... Um, Sufficiently sig- advanced uh, science is indistinguishable from magic. Yep, and the reverse is true. One of the probably the smartest fucking scientific things, and he wasn't even a scientist, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking love it. All right, here. We'll give you... Well, you know what? Because this goes right into what you're saying. This will be the nice last question to end on. Is chaos magic evolving or do we need to move on? Oh, that is another pet peeve of mine. I'm beginning this. Tonight I've learned that I have a pet peeve about everything. (laughs) 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 There's this thing where people that, oh, that's almost as popular as the question where people are like, "Uh, is chaos order and is order chaos? People love to say is chaos magic too stagnant or is chaos magic evolving? Or I've been guilty magic? of it myself. I mean, it's a fair, you can't be into anything long enough without asking it, I guess. But I guess the thing that gets me about it is that, and I kind of touched on this earlier, but the way the concept of chaos magic was developed is why it's still around. It's very, whoa, 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 we're not going to say anything too specific. <laughs> or it'll be proven wrong. So, right. Yeah. So it's too broad to ever go out of style. It's not, it doesn't need to evolve because there's almost nowhere you can go because it's such a simple thing. Go try it. And if it doesn't work, try something else. <laughs> when is that going to go out of style? When are we going to evolve past? We're never because it's a basic fucking. When we were primates and we couldn't get the food out of the fucking tree one way we tried another way like fuck around and find out is where it's at tcb baby yeah well, right. that's never gonna we're never gonna evolve the past try the, uh, something different until you find the thing that works that is such a basic concept so chaos magic it, it, at its core is such a simple human nature common sense kind of thing no, it's never going to evolve. And it's not because it's stagnant. It's not because it's stupid or it doesn't have the ability for growth. It's never going to evolve kind of in a good way because it's so fundamentally useful. I'm not going to say true. Right. How are you going to get beyond causation, right? How are you going to get beyond I do something and then something happens? Yeah. Once you, if you can do that, if you can tell me, if you can explain to me how that's going to happen, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree with you on this premise. But... No, you're entirely right there. Like, how the fuck are you going to get beyond if I do something, things happen as a result? And it, you know, like I said, smarter people than me will fucking come up with some rationale behind that. And when they do, I'll read their books or read their fucking essays and be like, oh, maybe there's something here. But, you know, get at me when you get beyond that. And once you do, yeah, we can, we can talk. But until then, chaos magic is where it's at. We, we even said that in the first episode of the podcast. Well, you know, fucking um, my co-host did. They made the comment that, like, the reason chaos magic, why you should care about chaos magic at this point still is that there's no level of innovation. There's no level of what you're doing beyond fucking chaos magic at this point. All you have besides chaos magic is older, stuffy robe traditions telling you that this is how shit works and this is how shit doesn't work. And if you think this is how shit works, then you're wrong. Anyone who's fucking super goddamn intelligent listening to this podcast right now, 
Just get at me and Matt. It's no, it's ex- no one. Oh, yeah, no. They're, they're all the, No one's listening. We're just doing this for our pleasure at this point. But, you know, any of these people, if you can come up with some rationale as to why, you know, causation itself is no longer something to worry yeah. about, then maybe we can talk to you. But until then, get down with chaos magic. Yeah, dogmas your- evolve. Dogmas grow because they keep getting proven wrong and they have to fix this shit. They're like, Mormons are all about polygamy. Whoa, not so popular anymore. We evolved our paradigm and we're not about polygamy anymore. You know, yep. or the world is flat. Oh, fuck, now it's round. That's not to say science is stupid because that's like the big gotcha they always have. Oh, you keep changing your mind. It's because they learn more. But, yeah, there's nowhere for chaos magic to evolve because it, it doesn't assert anything. It has no claims, yeah, again, so it can't change its views. It has no views. It's it's like a method. Right. Yeah. Chaos magic isn't telling you how things work or why things work. It's just telling you that if you do this, something will happen. Or do do something. Yeah, do something. something. <laughs> it doesn't right. even tell you what to do. Well, right, yeah. It doesn't tell you what to do. It doesn't tell you how to do it. It just tells you if you do something, something will happen. And if you fucking refine that, if you keep doing things and seeing what happens as a result, that's really the, the end game there because it's chaos magic has just gone to the ultimate extreme of as far back as, you know, cavemen were, or, you know, yeah, fucking as yeah. thing. It's like, it's like, if you do something, something fucking happens as a result. And that's funny, because there's two ways to take that, because a lot of people would say that it's, like, cocky or narcissistic for me to be like, oh, well, yeah, there's nowhere for chaos magic to go. It is the fucking end-all, be-all. It will never, there's no need for it to grow or evolve or to... But it's not. It's because it's so fucking simple. It's not because it's like fucking genius or the best of the best of the best. I mean, genius is in simplicity. It's not that it's so holier than thou is why, oh, you can't get any better than this. It's the best, buddy. It's because it's so fucking basic. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Go do a thing. Wow. I mean, this has honestly been the best interview i've had so far and it 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 goes back to the same reason that chaos magic is still so fucking important and so fundamental it's because we didn't sit here trying to talk about super high-minded ideas we didn't try to explain anything all we've left you with fair listener is uh do a thing go do the thing go do the thing and with that i i think we gotta fucking end it here as much as i don't want to (laughs) I know I could go till dawn, but it's I have two hour drive ahead of me, and it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right now. yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, as much as I really don't want you to leave me, this has been Chaos Magic News, the only media outlet telling you to just go do a thing. Go do the thing. Go do the thing. Do it. As always, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can check out chaosmagic.com. Or uh, chaosmagicnews.com. Don't go to chaosmagic.com. No, what have you done? What have you done? You will have a terrible (laughs) fucking. uh, Go to (laughs) chaosmagicnews.com. Oh god, and um, oh, and I've said it before, but other people might not know this. Um, (laughs) Matt was the one who really got chaosmagicnews.com up and running because, again, he is the biggest fucking supporter of all of this shit. 
and we didn't just interview him as a as a token of love for doing that. We interviewed them because they're fucking amazing. And if you don't believe that by the end of this interview, I don't have anything else to tell you. Well, you know, as usual, we're going to give uh, Matt the last word here. So what well, would you like to say? I would like to shout out to my peeps. So um, Christine Baker, Narcoleptic Goddess, go follow her, her meme magic, her shadow work. Octavia Saturday is the greatest living tarot card reader of this age. Check out the artwork of Andu Abril. These are all wonderful people who keep me alive by supporting me. And of course, CMN and my good buddy, Sadomasochist Kennedy. <laughs> the worst part is Sadomasochist Kennedy is like the most real one of all <laughs> of those stupid silly names. Like it's it's so unfortunate that that's, that's his actual name. legal name, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we thank all of you for listening, and we will see you next time. Oh my god! I fucking love you, Matt. I hope you know that. I um, love me. Thank you.